I'm Laura Neamey. I play Marilyn Pearson on This Is Us. And I am on Below the Belt with Al. Al, you're the best. Pool Boy. Everybody come out and see Pool Boy. Pool Boy on Mulholland.com. We only have two more weekends left. And it's a socially distanced, COVID-friendly, outdoor, beautiful, uh, under the stars of uh, on Mulholland Drive. It's just a wonderful evening. Come out and, and, and we'll see a poolside. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pimps up. Goes down. So to your host with the most, and I believe this is my first show that I am recording on the West Coast in Los Angeles. So it's uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Nonetheless, BTV is still with you no matter what coast that Celebrity Soto <laughs> is on. And uh, let's go ahead and introduce this amazing panel of two BTB recurring favorites. Starting with, that's right, she is voice actress extraordinaire and great mom, the adorable one, Allie Dash. Welcome back to BTB. Thank you. Glad <laughs> to be back again. Good to have you, Allie Dash. Of course, we have also would love to welcome back, that's right, Ooh, former member of the United States Marine Corps. He is also affectionately known as the Captain Big Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your cat that's speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbacks in their upright and locked position with your seatbelt fastened until we come to a nice cruising altitude where we'll, you know, talk about stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the it. captain is launching BTB, Air BTB, guys. And yes, I did fly Air BTB to be over here in Los Angeles. And, you sure uh, did. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, it was a fun event. I got to hang out with a good buddy, Ted Mayer. Mr. Ted Mayer is is known for representing uh, models and actresses and actors out here in Los Ooh, Angeles. Rubbing some of them shoulders, huh? Yes, rubbing, rubbing a shoulder here and there. And of course, uh, a good friend of his is Steve Fowler, who organizes an event called Babes in Toyland, and this is a great organization because. Everyone that attends a party is required to bring in a donation item, and it goes for the troops. Cool. So they do their summer event for the troops, and then they do their uh, holiday event uh, for Toys for Tots. So, you know, the event is always um, a great way um, to give back. You know, of course, we wouldn't be where we are without our troops. So uh, I thought it was a great organization. Uh, you can check them out, Babes in Toyland Charity. 
uh, org uh, for more information. Um, we had a, a pretty cool performance by Rook XX, who is the drummer of Machine Gun Kelly. And I got okay. a little bit of a little bit of uh, social media heat because I, I I really honestly thought I met Machine Gun Kelly, the legit Machine Gun Kelly. Dude, and in your defense, in your defense, it's it's pretty close. <laughs> he it looks was a just pretty close like lookalike. Now, was he strolling around there pretending to be Machine Gun yeah. Kelly? People were like, yeah, the fuck? because Take my he picture? Res- he responded as MGK. He oh. had a um, <laughs> you know, he was close to where the band was, and that was his legit drummer. Turns out he might have been like hired as a lookalike, you know, for the party atmosphere. I don't know. But will the real MGK please stand up? And he he was more like water pistol Nelly, you know, <laughs> than uh, machine gun Kelly. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, so that that was a, a great highlight. And of course, it's great seeing families, great enjoying the weather. And um, I saw a really good screening and sadly um it's an nda type of thing uh where they do of incredible movies and sally can i talk about it here on the show Ooh. but when the when the time is right i will talk about it when that film is released but it was cool to get a sneak peek of said film and another awesome highlight did you was, enjoy the, the sneak peek that you got to see yes i guess i could say i enjoyed it i think that's all i can say cool. for uh you sharing that much yeah. <laughs> you know when it's gonna be when it's gonna come out? Yeah, it's gonna come out in later twenty twenty one. Um cool. and I'll I wish I could tell you guys I can't I can I can't even tell you well, the stars. When, when you can <laughs> Wow well, the thing was just like they 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 coax you and it's like, Oh, this is a um for, you're the first audience to see this film and um they cannot reveal the cast and I think that's key because they don't want fans of a particular actor or actress to to sign up um so they want to get it as kind of neutral ground as possible sure and, gotcha. um, you know and you do your typical surveys and stuff like that but that was a really cool experience how do you get ex- to doing something like that um there is a um there is a fan person uh there's a website called one iota okay one iota.com and uh one iota.com is a great website shout out to them because you can be a part of an audience whether it's um for jimmy kim alive or whether it's uh in talking dead the talk show after walking dead sure the audience um for the view uh for for many shows that you, you know and love where they need a live audience one iota is their supply um the whether it's uh movie premieres movie screenings things like that cool. so again i should probably move on before i get it <laughs> well I, I will say you've discussed the subject thoroughly let's yes. move on Let's move on. And I hinted to last week of an of a VR experience. Ooh. Um, it was amazing. It's um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, Viva Las Vengeance, and Big Nick. You, I, I think you would love it too, Allie. It's based on the movie. Yeah. You go to this um, here in Los Angeles. It's at the Century City Mall on the fifth floor of the garage. Really? You pick it. You go to this kiosk. You pick up a, an avatar. You choose a name, a nickname. You choose the type of gun you want. Then you go on. You put on your VR headset, your VR wristbands, which kind of like uh, calibrate with the gun that you choose. Yeah. You go into this taco truck. So rad, man. And you pick up your gun. And once the the virtual taco truck starts moving, which 
feels like it's really moving, you know, with the hydraulics, I guess. Yeah. Shoot a bunch of fucking zombies. That's awesome. Um, you, the, Why did uh, I think you were gonna say shoot tacos? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like the one, the one cool thing about the uh, the attraction that I think was was the taco truck. Because I think that that is a key element in Army of the Dead, um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, I believe. So, um, yeah, but the experience is really cool, and actually, it's gonna it's it's a touring attraction, and happy for the DMV uh, people. It will be coming to Washington, D.C. Yes. Okay. So I highly I recommend this VR. I, I recommend this high, um, highly recommend this amazing VR experience. Yeah, um, VR, VR is pretty cool. I got a VR headset at home and it's so cool. That dude. shit's so rad. And it's, I, gotta, I mean, you look around, you look at your, um, your teammates, because yep. I brought my cousins and they appear as their avatar. Yeah. And oh, then awesome. you just shoot a bunch of zombies and the zombies come in the truck and, I mean, if you've seen Army of the Dead, you know these aren't Walking Dead zombies. A lot of them are very fast moving. Yeah. Although there's yeah. a there's a, uh, a good mix of like the Shamblers and then the Alphas, which were the Alphas of the more intelligent, fast moving, like super strong, super fast zombies. Yeah. So how did um, how did you do? I fourth place out of six. All right. My my uh, my cousin-in-law, my uh, my cousin's fiance, first place. Um, but he is an avid gamer, maybe comparable to you, Nick. I mean, I, I, the guy, the guy knows his gaming. And uh, there was actually an Afghanistan vet. I think he got second place. So oh, okay. Was, yeah. So, so Nick, you have two superpowers. You're a former vet and you're a gamer. Yes. So I have a feeling that you would fucking kick ass in this game. I would. I would certainly hope so. I have a <laughs> reputation. Damn it. <laughs> yep. And last but not least, another uh, highlight um, brings us to our special guest pre-recorded is actress Laura Nimi, who's been on Below the Belt show before. She's Marilyn Pearson, Jack Pearson's mother on This Is Us. She is doing a really cool COVID safe that's at a mansion, a, a beautiful home in the Hollywood Hills. They set up the audience there with chairs surrounding a pool, and the play is called Pool Boy. And... Um, we talked to Laura about um, the play and how it's kind of a thing now with the whole pandemic, you know, is to have the, you know, theater outdoors and uh, at locations as opposed to inside an enclosed theater. Um, but yes, this play runs uh, until August 22nd. So uh, make sure um, you check it out. Um, the Lost Angels Theater Company is um, producing this event. And I, the website's poolboyonmalholland.com. Uh, so make sure you guys check it out. Laura does a fantastic job. And, of course, we talked to you, Laura, about her recent appearance in Angelina Jolie's film, Those Wish Me Dead. Um, and, of course, the final season of This Is Us. Ali, I know you're probably pretty upset that This Is Us is coming to an end. But all good shows have to come to an end eventually, I guess, right? Yeah, it's it's better like when it... they... Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, when... They have like I feel like it's almost better when they have a clear ending and have a clear set number of seasons. Yeah, like, I I would rather exactly. that than to keep going on and on and then. So yeah. I actually, it's but it's as sad as it is for it to come to an end. I'd prefer you know because they've already set out knowing the ending, knowing where the direction they have that outline. Yeah, so. You know, and because then you get a lot the of, good endings too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Mm-hmm. A lot of people blame Walking Dead for going on too long, but there's a reason because this is the final story arc, and the upcoming season eleven is all about the Commonwealth. 
So they're really going as long as they can, you know, uh, to go through all that source material. So, but uh, still anyways, still guys, <laughs> still mad. You're still mad at Scott Gimple. I'm still him. mad, especially the ending, the comic ending. Like, no, you read the rah! comic book. I know, I know, I know. Well. Uh, if I see him, I'll I'll tell him uh, I'll give him your guards or I'll give him a big f you. <laughs> I think he didn't like that. See, your 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 hatred for Scott Gimple is comparable to uh, Big Nick's uh, hatred for Ryan Johnson. Yes, I think it's kind of like the same. <laughs> I think it's pretty Fuck fair. that guy. Uh, which is comparable to my hatred of Rebel Wilson. But anyways, that's go. on a personal level. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go in the headlines, guys. Um, as this is a um, expedited BTD. Um, AMC Theaters um, has a deal with Warner Brothers now. So in 2022, they're not going to do simultaneous releases anymore. The box office has been hurting, obviously. So now they're going to give a 45-day window. Okay, so this includes upcoming films like Black Adam, The Flash, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, their studio plans to release an Elvis biopic. Um, and so many other films, because I mean, there was, there's, there's, let's, let's face it, you know, the people would, you know, rather stay at home, especially if you're giving these options uh, for movies to be seen at home on streaming. So, and I figured it, it definitely has to come to an end sometime. Um, and in 2022, they, they decide, yeah, let's just do a 45 day AMC release followed by um, HBO Max uh, 45 days later. So, we're getting this in 2021, but expect for 2022 not to be the case. So evident by that, Suicide Squad, um, phenomenal. Um, we're going to talk about the movie very, 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 very shortly, but it is at the top of the box office, despite being a little lackluster in the, the box office numbers. Basically, it opened below the expectations this past weekend with a 26.5 million debut. Um, and a lot of people are calling a box office ceiling is what a lot of these films that have been released on streaming. So that's kind of like evident as to why that happened. Still the number one movie, you know, um, decidedly so, um, followed by the jungle book and then M. Night Shyamalan's old black widow hanging on. Is there there a new version of the jungle book that I didn't know about? Yeah, I was just thinking that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. The Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, <laughs> okay. I was going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was my bad. No, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, yes, um, Jungle Cruise, number two movie. <laughs> Followed by M. Night Shyamalan's supernatural thriller, Old. Marvel's Black Widow goes down to number four. And um, in fifth place, uh, Stillwater. Um, that's Matt Damon's um, drama, which um, apparently uh, Green Knight and Space Jam New Legacy no longer in the top of the box office. Um, but um, I guess let's just go in right into Suicide Squad talk, guys, um, oh, since yeah. it is um, a major film. Um, definitely superior to David Ayer's version, although we did not see the Ayer cut yet. Yep. But overall, um, phenomenal film, Big Nick. I mean, it was just. It's. It, 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 I was so. Thir- I mean, I wasn't surprised because James Gunn, mm-hmm. James Gunn, just makes some bangers. But 
uh, I was thoroughly impressed with, with what he was able to do with a DC comic book movie. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people were thinking, oh, you know, when you have a super huge cast, how do you manage, you know, how do you direct the film with such a huge cast? But eh, it, it's because. It's, once you see it, it becomes very evident. It's so, as, it, it was the perfect move. It was the as, perfect move. As spoiler, we are going to talk about some stuff in Suicide Squad. So if you don't want to know about certain details, listen to us after you watch the movie. But yes. they killed a whole bunch of supervillains at the beginning of the movie. So well, Just about <laughs> the whole lineup. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go uh, through them one by one really quick. But, uh, yeah. well, before we get into that, um, Pete Davidson, who plays Blackheart, um, did a really cool thing really quick. Um, so um, he actually bought out two screenings um, at Staten Island's Atrium Stadium Cinema, and he was doing it the kindness of his, his own heart. He wanted to give back to Staten Island, and it was totally his idea, just pretty much giving it back to the community. Two big theaters. You could check it out for free. Of course, you can, one could argue you can watch it for free at home, but yeah. nonetheless... To, to watch on the big screen for free was a really cool thing that um, that he did. So imagine being a Pete Davidson fan and going to see that movie and getting all excited because he's going to be in it, and then yeah. So so should we go into it? All right, so let's it, go into it. I think we it. have to. It's right, the so it's the elephant in the room. Let's go but... into some of the the, the the deaths that occurred in uh, Suicide Squad. So now Blackguard um, was the first to bite the dust in Suicide Squad. Uh, meeting is in before the 10 minute mark even hits and yep. talk about one of the gnarlier deaths oh he, my boy pete got shot in the face i oh, know no. so so for people that don't like pete davidson you might like the scene because <laughs> yeah. i know he's got some haters because the guy pulls some major tail in hollywood uh but it does, and some people call him overrated but at the end of the day you know you know i like him I'm, you I'm, know, he's, he's doing his thing you know he's, he's growing like on you now you know, at at first he's kind of weird, and you're not really okay with him being around. But <laughs> yeah, he just kind of becomes a part of you. You know. Yeah. Then you have Mongol, the alien, which we didn't uh, get much character development out of it. But um, Mongol launches herself onto one of the landing gears on the enemy helicopter. Um, she brings it down to the ground using brute strength, but she doesn't manage to get herself out of the fiery crash. Yeah, didn't really plan ahead that one. Yeah. TDK, uh, played by Nathan Fillion. TDK. Yes, he's uh, that's known as the detachable kid. Um, yeah. A very bizarre ability to, you know, he can... detach his limbs and use them as weapons. Um, but uh, it was sadly, funny watching he died in a firefight. Yeah. Um, but he fought, he died in a firefight, and uh, Savant was not killed by the enemy. Savant was killed by Amanda Waller, and Savant is played um, by the one and only Michael Rooker. You might know him from Walking Dead and, of course, Guardians okay. of the Galaxy. He's a James Gunn favorite, of course. Of course. But uh, he had a very visceral death, and uh, if you even saw the trailer, Amanda Waller warned the squad that if you defy orders there is a bomb at the base of your skull that she can detonate at will yep yep and she certainly did that with savant uh, <laughs> javelin i mean javelin's death was necessary in order for the javelin to go to harlequin obviously. it was which made me a little <laughs> sad because i love love flula borg 
Yes. Like, that dude is the best. He has the just the best little German accent. So I'm I not familiar with him. What, what is what is his claim to fame? Other than dying early in Suicide Squad. I mean, he, I think he's more of an internet personality. I, I can't remember if he had a YouTube channel or not, but he started popping up on Conan. Okay. Um, that's where I figured. Well, that's where I learned about him. Was on, on a, he did on a uh, an episode he did of Conan, and he's fucking hysterical. Um, wow. He's just like little. I, I've just seen him in little things all over the internet. So this is like the first okay. movie I've seen him in. So I was excited to see a little bit more of him. But yeah, it's yeah he served a good purpose. Awesome. Then we get to Captain Boomerang. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the original characters uh, played by Jai Courtney um, yep. from the David Ayer film, which is good. I do love tie-ins. I love when things tie in together. But he did he did kill a couple of the enemy the the uh, enemy um, troops. Um, very in a very brutal manner i mean basically just slashing out the top of their heads um but sadly he was impaled by shards of a tree shredded by the helicopter that mongol destroyed Um, so that's what happened to the boomerang and of course the thinker uh played by peter capaldi and doctor who fan ali dash should you be excited to see that the thinker or rather um uh Peter Capaldi's in Suicide Squad. However, sadly, he, he does died. not make it. Does not make it a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't make it in this movie. I don't know if you could <laughs> tell. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's basically it was Starro. Starro painfully destroyed um, the Thinker immediately after being freed from containment. Yeah, Starro was pretty dope. Yeah, Starro was a and, and Starro is. Um, I mean, he, he or it, or I don't know what pronoun you can use, but uh, has been in DC comic books um, lore for years. It's uh, yeah. um, I remember reading as a kid the Justice League America um, comic book, and Star was the, a major um, villain antagonist in, in that storyline. So it's cool yeah. to see Star brought to life. You know, it's kind of funny. When I, was, when I saw that scene, I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, it really could have gone – a giant starfish in a movie could have gone in one of three ways. It could have gone DC because they have Starro. It could have gone Marvel because they have a giant starfish character. And it could have been a fucking Pokemon. Like, <laughs> giant starfish could have showed up. It, um, so, and I think it's cool that DC beat everyone, everyone to the punch. Yeah, good, good. And, uh, yes, and, and pre- pretty gnarly, those little uh, starfish uh babies i guess that 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 are um expelled face huggers they they face hug and they mind control yep that's pretty wild pretty Pretty wild wild. yeah of course sadly polka dot man um he went out another champ he went out like a champ though i was happy with his story arc he did he did his he did him good I was very happy with with the so Starro sadly also killed Polka Dot Man, and of course Starro was another death, which um, was thanks to Ratcatcher's Rats and and Harley Quinn, um, you know, using uh, the javelin as a yeah. weapon to 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 uh, to I guess to impale Starro from the base of the eye. Yeah, uh, was was pretty badass. It was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like. I'm sure you can agree that James Gunn just has a love for small furry creatures <laughs> and large, dumb, very strong creatures. Yes. 
Like he, he like that's in every movie he does now, and it's awesome. And he just amplified it with with Suicide Squad. So the rats would be the small furry creatures. I mean, you have King Shark and Weasel, which would be the larger creatures. Exactly. Um, so that's Sebastian. Definitely... Sebastian. Like for a hot second, I thought they were going to do a background story on Sebastian because they were doing it for everybody right. else, and I was like, oh, but no, they didn't. <laughs> also, President General Silvio Luna, which is a, a shocking death. Um, she, he wanted to uh, marry Harley Quinn, and of course, Harley, um, you know, wasn't cool about him killing children, um, yeah, families she, and children. She's got to watch out for red flags, man. She's got a <laughs> soft spot for kids, um, which, wondering why, uh, maybe that makes sense why she didn't like the weasel, but, because uh, the weasel was a notoriously, uh, uh, also a kid killer, but, uh, Sylvia Luna did not survive. And um, last but not least, guys, Colonel Rick Flagg. Yep. Um, Joel Kinnaman reprises his role, which is great. Um, phenomenal um, arc, and I guess it was a, a good way to go out. But uh, he got, got in a fight with John Cena's um, Peacemaker. And yep. um, interestingly enough, Peacemaker, not on the list, the audience led to believe that he died during the fight. Uh, with uh, Colonel Rick Flagg. However, if you watch the end credits, which now it all makes sense because he does have a series on HBO Max, you know you can't take out Peacemaker, right? just didn't know right? if it was a prequel or a sequel, man. That's the only thing we couldn't know. Right, but I think we're gonna, they're going to go sequel route. They're now. definitely going sequel, definitely. Um, but we, we did see that, yes, Peacemaker uh, in the hospital bed uh, certainly survived that one. And um, another survivor uh, in the end credits was the Weasel. Yep. The weasel survived, and another interesting, like, he was at the beach, and he just kind of, like, you know, spit out the water when he drowned and walked away. And uh, one, uh, I guess an Easter egg, but a not um, safe-for-work Easter egg is that weasel was totally naked. Yeah. Uh, In some screen caps, and I guess they were really quick on purpose, weasel had weasel dong. Yeah. There was weasel dong happening um, that if you do... uh, a screenshot, and I see a couple screenshots here. You see a couple weasel dong. Well, I appreciate so. that you're lugging, but now I have to look. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It is out there, Big Nick. Look for weasel dong, and it will probably come up immediately. <laughs> I'm Two... Hold on a second. Oh, he wants to see this, doesn't he? I do. I'm well, I curious. Guess now we all have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. So there's. There's also Easter eggs. Um, uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, cast or character, um, and it's none other than Mantis, played by Palm Clementine. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Rick Flag, and Ratcatcher head to a bar to apprehend the Thinker. And as the squad is watching, the camera cuts to a group of dancers performing on stage. The lead act. The lead dancer is Palm Clementine, who plays Mantis. So, pretty, was, pretty, pretty crazy. I I didn't catch it when I watched it. I didn't. I had to go back and 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 see that to to see that it was her. I totally missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, on Suicide Squad, um, was Milton. Do you remember the character Milton in Suicide Squad? Oh yeah, I remember Milton. Okay. Remind me who he is, because he's the so, character that Polka Dot, Polka Dot Man had, in particular, um, you know, so, so Milton, because of his Milton death. was tasked to to pick up the crew 
to to get them to a destination and he just decided to stick around and help them out and it was just a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time okay so he was the guy that drove the truck yeah the big okay yeah that got was it got it got it so yeah polka dot man had you know had a soft spot for him completely distraught by his, his death but interesting enough um polka dot man sees his mother in everyone that he fights um but i thought it was hysterical that was we a got cool. an actress to uh, play <laughs> polka dot man polka dot man's mother in every uh and just yeah did a digital superimposed on all the characters it was yeah, hysterical the, the giant starro polka dot man's mom bit was fucking amazing like that's just brilliant whoever right. thought of that was a genius Yes, yeah, because the star was just like yeah. going through the entire city, yeah, destroying the city, and uh, with his mom's face, pretty funny. So overall, you know, I, I give Suicide Squad a nine out of ten. Agreed. You know, I, I, I think, um, you know, I think it would have benefited from a little bit of a Zack Snyder treatment, a little bit more character development for some of them. I think that's the only flaw. Um. I think it had enough because, but but some of some of the the characters that died early, I guess you don't technically need a lot of character development. But um, it would it would have been nice to see a little bit more. I That's think if they'd have added like an extra fifteen minutes, yes, that would have made it a perfect ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, agreed. Um, we also some um other movies uh, to look forward to in the theaters includes Free Guy. We mentioned this film before, starring Ryan Reynolds, who plays a, a bank teller named Guy, who one day discovers he is actually a non-player character in a video game. Wow. NPC. Pretty interesting. NPC. Um, so upon learning this, with the help of Jodie Comer's character, Molotov Girl, he decides to break free and save the world. So uh, that should be pretty cool to check out. Of course, uh, we talked about Venom Let, Them, Let There Be Carnage last week. Um, the trailer dropped last week. But Tom Hardy s- is still campaigning for Spider-Man to be in a Venom film. I mean, it, it just needs to happen, especially now that like the multiverse yes. thing is, is a thing. Like, There's Absolutely. no reason why they can't. Yep. He said, I'd be remiss if I wasn't trying to steer any connectivity. I wouldn't be doing the job if I wasn't awake and open to any opportunity or eventually um, opportunity or eventuality or be excited by that. So um, clearly, clearly he wants to see it happen. Yeah. Um, cool trailer for Nick Cage, Prisoners of Ghostland. Well, I think Nick Cage is kind of like uh, making a comeback. You know, he's got a lot of critical acclaim for the movie Pig. Um, yeah. And now he's got this Sundance movie. Uh, they just dropped the trailer for all audiences called Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, and uh, basically, he plays a, a bank robber in a samurai western town sprung from jail by a warlord played by Bill Mosley to rescue his adopted granddaughter after he was kidnapped and went missing. So, um, looks, that sounds looks like dope. a pretty cool film. Yeah, it looks like a really I'd cool film. I'd definitely check yeah. That out. Good for uh, Nick Cage. He needed yeah. uh, he needed that big film to get back, and he's got another one coming he up too. He needed to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before he was just doing anything. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, 
A movie that I did some background work for called Jennifer Jordan. Uh, just dropped the trailer that stars Michael B. Jordan. Um, it's a real, real life story of a, a first sergeant, Charles Monroe King, who writes letters to his newborn son while overseas. Um, and sadly, he was killed in Iraq in 2006 when his son was just seven months old. But his wife, uh, Kennedy, played by Shantae Adams, keeps all the poignant letters in a book for their son. I guess it wasn't a spoiler that he died because it's based on a true story. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I wasn't giving anything away. Uh, films in production include Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Fresh Off of Suicide Squad. Idris Elba joined mm-hmm. the cast uh, as Knuckles. Yeah, Sonic's going to be cool. Yeah, scrappy nemesis turned compatriot. And another Suicide Squad actor uh is my favorite margot robbie you know i love margot robbie guys mm-hmm. she's now joining wes anderson's untitled film um along some really great names bill murray adrian brody tilda swinton um but the the plots uh plot details are kept under wraps for this film that sounds um, like a very wes anderson movie <laughs> just, is that what wes anderson that does does not tell you shit about the film He's also he also just makes some weird ass movies. Okay. Like they're good, but they're definitely he's he's got his own very distinct style and he sticks with it pretty hard. Like okay. did you ever see like The Aquatic Life of Steve Sizu or Sizu or however say his name? No, I have not. Very, it's weird. It's a weird movie. It's a little weird and wacky. It's a little weird and wacky. Yeah. Okay. So I, um, I, I would would be wouldn't be too far fetched to believe that this one is also right. weird and I'll wacky. Check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, Andre Brower has joined the cast of the Harvey Weinstein investigation film called She Said. Wow. Um, that book, which, the book yeah. was amazing. You read the book? I did read the book. It was yeah. incredible. Really? Okay. I really was recommend it, a... it. It was really? crazy. Like what all like what all went down, like with that case. Like it was insane. Um so yeah, definitely Yep. It's check out called... the book and it was it was very like yep. she's said breaking the sexual harassment story that helped ignite a movement because this is what ignited the movement the whole harvey mm-hmm. weinstein thing yep and uh, carrie uh, mulligan and zoe kazan are in it um and they play the um the new york times reporters mm. who broke the scandal um, um let's see interesting enough no um you won't see hugh jackman as wolverine um if He's telling the truth. In a recent interview, he said that there is nothing on the table. He has not gotten an email from Kevin Feige. Um, and the fact that I'm hearing it uh, from a reporter means that it's not on the table, <laughs> basically. Uh, you know, I, I'm okay with that, though. I'm Tom okay Logan with that. I, I, I think, yeah, I think because it, when they, once they introduce the, the mutants into the MCU, I think they're gonna go with new characters new actors playing these characters i think that's yeah. where they're gonna go although i would love to see some tie-ins and some returns you know like like an evan peters yeah you i know, mean i wouldn't um, mind i wouldn't mind variants wonders. now that we have the multi the multiverse but i think it'd right. be okay for some fresh blood for wolverine you know like yeah. hugh, jackman, hugh jackman is our wolverine it's time for the kids to have their own wolverine you know I like agree. exactly and okay if yeah, and maybe a younger, it, a younger. Yeah, and maybe young, one closer to the closer to the actual comic book counterpart 
he was a short, stockier guy, and he was from Australia. He no. wasn't from Canada, and he, he was Canada. From Canada. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're right. Canadian. Yeah, he was Canada, and Hugh Jackman is Australian. Hugh Jackman is Australian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I it. completely reversed. Love <laughs> <laughs> that, guys. Love that. Um, so more lawsuits in the film world. As we know, we talked about Scarlett's lawsuit against Disney uh, because she thought it was a breach of contract when Disney dropped Black Widow on Disney Plus, but she's still getting paid twenty million plus, you know, bonuses from that. But supposedly now Disney has ended their relationship with Scarlett Johansson. Um, they're not going to include her in any future projects. They're well, just like she went out you. with a bang. I mean, yeah, she, got, she, she went out with a bang. Rolled out, fuck. Her character, yes, the Black Widow uh, has died in the MCU officially. However, you know, Disney does a lot of other movies, you know, but uh, this is pretty much, uh, yeah, they pretty much canceled Scarlett Johansson because of the lawsuit. They'll 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 slap her with some big fat settlement check and she'll be fine yeah you think <laughs> yeah, she'll be just I don't know. oh no i only made 40 million dollars well, uh, why did she get am i going to do why'd she get so upset about it so well, if the, the movie, box, if, yeah. if the, go ahead nick yeah i was gonna say if, if the movie was released like the other movies were um she would have made more money from exclusive in theaters only yeah but She's because already making Disney so Plus. much money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. I mean, <laughs> she, she could have let that one go because she obviously is doing okay. <laughs> Does she need the extra $10 million or whatever she could have had? Who knows? Uh, also, suing, <laughs> also suing um, a movie is Bam Margera uh, for the new Jackass movie, Jackass Forever. He was fired from the film in February. Yep. Um. And he allegedly tested positive for Adderall and violated the terms of a wellness agreement that he signed with the movie uh, producers, refusing to go rehab. And that was mandated by Knoxville. So he actually yep. is suing Johnny Knoxville. It does. It's Paramount not going to hold any water. His MPD. case doesn't hold water. He's just digging a bigger hole for himself. Like, like the guy needs rehab. Like all of everybody in Jackass was an addict and they all got clean. Well, and so they know what an addict looks like and bam true but bam he has, did work on it he he's made a couple attempts sure but yeah so i'm sure they pride his day rate but he's probably because they cut his scenes out he's not eligible for box office uh money yeah. maybe yeah um probably cut out all the bam stuff that's which is too bad but but you know he's yeah. gotta, he's gotta get himself healthy. well he says that he's pissed off angry hurt that Johnny, Jeff, and Spike in the studios ripped off my creativity, content, and stunts to make this movie, fired me without justification, just, well, there is justification, and refused to pay for my work. Wow. All right. Well, you know, um, yeah, I'm sure he got his day rate, but if it seems they're cut up for the movie, you're technically not yeah. allowed, you're and not, the, you're not supposed was, to pay the actor. Yeah, know? and the clause in the contract was that he would stay clean. There like, you go. It was an all or nothing contract. It was you stay clean or you get exactly. fired. And he didn't stay clean. Yeah, and that's exactly. like that's the exact words from Steve O, because Steve O answered some questions on that. And that, I think it was like the Howie Mandel podcast he did. And that's what he yeah. said. He was just like we 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 sat down with him and his yeah. lawyer and we told him, You gotta stay clean for this movie or you're fired. And he right. didn't stay clean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um 
Let's move on to Disney Plus. I haven't had a chance to check out What If. Oh, I, I can't wait it. to watch it. Big Nick. I watched Big it about an hour ago. You watched it about an hour ago. It's... What can you tell us about it? I knew it was about Peggy Carter. So I'm not gonna... Oh, good. Well, I, I mean, we could talk. We could talk about it because it's 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 alternate timelines. It's not yeah. connected to anything. It's very parallel to the first Captain America movie. Okay. Very very parallel. Um, cool. But it was really really good. I was. It's only a half hour episode. Okay. So, but they were able to get the important parts of the story and make that make a really really good half hour episode of of captain carter and it was great it was good i was thoroughly impressed captain oh, carter wow. yeah you might have to watch that tonight yeah you should you should it's only half an hour it's a quick it's a quick cool. burn yeah the trailer um, looks burn. fantastic yeah i'm super interested in what and in what else they're gonna do because mm-hmm. they have like if you look at the main screen on disney plus when you look for the for that show you see all yeah. the different variants in the background so there's gonna be a bunch of these episodes so i'm pretty psyched either that or just a bunch yeah. of characters ramped in but Again, it's great, great that we see the original actors returning to voice their what if counterparts. But again, I'm I'm glad it's animated because, yeah, it it gives it a distinct um you know um point of view um showing showing an alternate universe you know so um but yeah they're actually suggesting that they will um will produce more animated um more uh, Marvel content on Disney Plus so. Um, yeah, they it's have a very cool but, animation style too. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. From what I saw on the screenshot, it does look really cool. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I'll, um, I'll say this real quick though. What's funny about it is I yeah. watched I watched Suicide Squad very very recently, and and as you know, it's a very bloody, violent movie. What if right. has the same type of violence? Like they're doing the same things, just without the blood and gore. And it, it kind of made me laugh a little bit because I was like, okay, I saw uh, the Suicide Squad version of this, and that guy's head would have been clean off by this point. It's it's it made me laugh thinking about it. I'm sorry, but that's all. Okay, I'm no, that that's interesting. Yeah. Well, oh, um, we, what's that? Yeah, a future. Um, oh, and we uh, will Allie. see Chadwick Boseman, um, in a few episodes as well. He'll be voicing um T'Challa and then Star Lord. Yeah. Because it's like a what if um. Yeah, he was uh, T'Challa, yeah, and it was stars. Of, mm-hmm. Yep. And sadly, I believe this is going to be Chadwick's last project that we'll see. Yep. Um, so he's no longer with us. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, other um animated series that are in development. Uh, well, they already um they already uh, greenlit a second season of What If. Um, oh. also a series of photo real animated shorts centered on Baby Groot already in production. So. Oh, good. A lot, a lot more to come. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Stranger Things has a tr- teaser for season four, which is going to uh, drop in 2022. A um, little, little bit of a wait for it, but shows shaved headed children in an institution, um, which I guess is similar to 11. Um, and, um, and then we also saw... Um, some of um, what took place in Russia. Um, and of course, the teaser does confirm that Hopper's live and working on a snowy Russian railroad. So mm-hmm. I got to check that out as well. And um, yeah, Robert England joining the cast of Stranger Things um, in a, an appearance. I didn't know about that. I think that's really awesome. 
Um, other cast members, Jamie Campbell Bauer, Eduardo Franco, Amy Beth McNulty, Miles Truitt, Regina Ting Chen, and Grace Van Dien, um, along with all the original cast that you love. Towson, Uri- Towson University's on Mike Flanagan. I always like to say that because it's going to throw out somebody from Towson or in the DMV that's made it, but, you know, he produces... Um, the Haunting of Blind Manor and Haunting a Hill House, but he's got another series on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Just dropped the trailer. Looks super creepy. Um, Check it out. Um, And according to Flanagan, his favorite project so so far. Cool. So Also, the Blind Manor and Haunting Hill, you saw both of them? Yes. They were so good. And uh, for you Lucifer fans, they just dropped a new uh, trailer for the sixth and final season of Lucifer. Never gotten into Lucifer, I know. Uh, it's uh, loosely based on the DC comic book as well, but haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, me um, neither. It's on my list, though. It's on your list? Cool beans. And then, you know, as you know, they're doing the Wednesday Adam series on Netflix. Uh, just, just cast Catherine Zeta-Jones to play Morticia. Um, and of course, Jenna Ortega will be playing Wednesday Adams, and Luis Guzman um, will play Morticia's husband, Gomez. Okay. Did not know about this. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that should be really cool. Also on Netflix, Neil Patrick Harris will star in Darren Starr's upcoming Netflix series, Uncoupled. Um, and it follows Neil Patrick Harris, who thought his life was perfect until his husband blindsided him by walking out the door after 17 years. Yikes. And he has to confront two nightmares, losing what he thought was his soulmate, and then finding himself as a single gay man in New York City. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he can have fun. It's it's not a tough tough gig. You know, you're Neil Patrick Harris, and you can probably get any guy you want, I'm sure. <laughs> He's just got to suit up. Just got to suit up. Be legendary. Be legendary. Yeah, be legendary yeah. like he was. Legend. Wait for it. <laughs> Dairy. Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta I love that. The highest of fives. Yes. Very cool. Crazy. Like, you know, he was on that show, and I think a lot of people were shocked that he came out of the closet. I think it was after, sh- and he didn't come out before the show. I think it was like while the show was already um, um, was airing. It? I thought it was and, before. I, I mean, did did I he come out before? Uh, I don't know. I I thought it was like because his, his husband's in um on How I Met Your Mother. His husband plays um Lily's ex husband or not ex husband. Lily's their, boyfriend, have, high school boyfriend. Okay, it might have been in the um, early seasons. Yeah, but I know that um a lot of people were surprised. You know, based on how womanizing of a character that Barney was. That's what made it even funnier, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, the, I guess like so. That's the joke. It's a yeah. good joke. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also have um, a Netflix rom-com that's shooting in Australia with Victoria Justice and Adam Demos. Um, yet to be titled film. Coming in next. And um, I'm a fan of Christina Tosi. She's uh, a master baker. Not a master baker. Master baker. She was a judge on Master Chef. And now I know why she left the show. She's got her own show on Netflix um, called Bake Squad. So go. it follows four individual brilliant bakers as they go whisk and whisk each episode to see what dessert will be chosen. Um, 
And I have to check that out. I was a fan, and I'm a fan of Milk Bar. I know Milk Bars are paying us, but God damn, are those desserts good. <laughs> uh, let's see over on HBO Max. Um, Search Party. I know uh, the General Zod's a fan of that show. I had never gotten into it. They just added Kathy Griffin uh, as a recurring uh, cast member. And well, wishes got to Kathy. She just underwent um, lung surgery for lung cancer. Man, Kathy Griffin has had it hard for the past, like, five years. Ever since her headless picture. Remember that? Headless picture taken by Tyler Shields of of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Investigated by the FBI. And, yeah. Yeah, she got, got, like, super canceled. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's good to see her back working again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And recovering from her surgery. And recovering. Mm -hmm. And recovering. Uh, let's see. The other two dropped the second se- uh, season trailer. Um, if you're a fan of that show, which was formerly on Comedy Central. Um, also, if you're a fan of White Lotus, they're going to do a second season, which will follow another group of um, people on vacation in Hawaii at the White Lotus property. Um, never gone to it. Friends say it's a good show. Um, and also on uh, Euphoria. For season two, they just added some new cast members: Minka Kelly, Demetrius, um, Little Meech, Jr., and Dominic Fike have joined the cast for Euphoria. Great show, Euphoria! If you haven't seen it, I want to see it. I haven't watched it yet, but I definitely want to watch it. I can see why Zendaya got the uh, the uh, Emmy and Golden Globe nom because she was that damn good in that. She was really good. Awesome! I love her. Yeah, she was great in it. Um, let's see. Um, over on Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon Studios are developing an adaptation for the book Hannah Carries On, which is a, a Muslim romantic comedy that updates a pair of classic rom-coms. One of them is um, is inspired by You've Got Mail by Nora Ephron. You, remember, you, might, you might remember that movie from a while back. So look for that on Amazon Studios, as well as, yes, the boys um, returning uh, for uh, season three. All right. So also on Amazon, uh, the boys season three teaser brings in Starlight's ex-boyfriend, Supersonic. All right. So um, we, we do we do know about the Herogasm story that we talked about on the show, but this is a, another favorite from the comic book. Um, but yeah. Um, they did it in a very interesting Vought News Network segment, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so the latest news of Vought. Um, important issues such as Starlight headed for a supernova, making wave deep bombshell allegations about the Church of the Collective. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Homelander fans stand up against super terrorists. So um, pretty cool way to introduce upcoming uh, news about the boys. But, uh Cannot wait for season three, man. It's going to be awesome, guys. Agreed. Um, let's see. So they're doing a, a show on Apple um, starring um, Vince Vaughn. Um, and it's um, it's um, from the creators of Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso is such a big success on Apple TV. Have you um, watched it yet? It was great for Jason Sinekis. I haven't watched it yet. Have you? Uh-huh. Not yet? It's on my list. Yeah. I have a list. It's a long list. But it's on. Yeah, well, Bill Lawrence, the co-creator of Ted Lasso, 
uh, decided to uh, has another series um, called Bad Monkey. So this is a ten episode straight to series order, um, and uh, revolves around Andrew Yancey, played by Vince Vaughn, a one time detective who was demoted to restaurant inspector in Southern Florida. <laughs> Imagine being a detective and then now you're a restaurant inspector. Um, but hey, that you know, whatever. Uh, that would yeah. suck a bit. <laughs> Vince Vaughn actually hasn't had a um, TV role since, so his first series regular role since then. Um, big Vince Vaughn fan. I think he's brilliant. Okay, so we mentioned on How I Met Your Mother earlier. On Hulu, they have How I Met Your Father coming out. Did you guys I know about that? that. Yeah. I saw that, too. Yeah. And they just released the cast. Um, it should right. be interesting. Yeah. You gonna I think better, they tonight? better have a better ending than... <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. They, got a, they have a lot. They got a, they got, they got a lot to hold up to. Yeah. Our expectations so will it'll be It will be only a 10-episode only a comedy. And it's the oh, original okay. creators, Craig Thomas and Carter Bays, among its executive producer, uh, stars Hilary Duff as Sophie, um, who is telling her son the story of how she met his father. Um, and, of course, Hilary's uh, just finished Younger um, on TV we'll Land. So finish she'll watching be that show. Move on to this show. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lowell from Veronica Mars, uh, who plays Jesse. Will be in the cast. Cool. Francia Reisa, who plays Valentina, Sophie's roommate. Tom Mainsley from the Royals plays Charlie. Tian Tran will play Ellen, Jesse's adopted sister. Cool. So, something to look forward to on Hulu. Along with uh, The Great, season two of The Great, uh, they just dropped the trailer on Hulu if you want to check that out as well. Um, haven't seen the latest episode of Rick and Morty, episode eight, Rickternal Front. Oh, Fren- I need to. Shine of the Spotless Lord. Man, I, I haven't been able to spoilers. see I don't, I don't have, um, what's it called? Is it on? It's on Adult Swim. Because I don't have Adult cable. Swim, so, yeah. I don't I'm, have Adult might, Swim. I, I might just have to buy the episodes. But no spoilers. Should I take my headphones yeah. off? I'm... We're not, no, no, we're, we're not going to do any spoilers. <laughs> but. It is 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 more on bird person. We're gonna learn more about bird person on episode eight. That's what I, I heard. That's, that's not really a spoiler. Buy, that's something, something to look forward to. I might have yeah. to buy the episodes of the season. Yeah. So I was looking at some of the ratings. I'm like, oh, I want to watch. I hate yeah. how good yeah. of a show it is. It's so good. Actually, <laughs> it is my favorite animated series next to Invincible and Harley Quinn. So Here's my um, summer shirt. I don't know if you can see it. It says, um, yes. it says Carpe Diem. Oh, I love nice. it. That's awesome. <laughs> Summer's kind of taken the front runner in some recent episodes, too. Like, oh, she's cool. like the star of some, several episodes. Cool. Especially that Voltron episode. I don't know. Big Nick, did you see that one? I haven't the seen any of them. parody of Voltron? I haven't seen any oh. of them. I know oh, about the Voltron thing. I know about it, but I am, I am oh. in the dark. Okay. okay. But wait, sad. when you see any of them, do you mean Rick and Morty in general? I saw the first one because they released it on YouTube. Oh, they did. Uh, okay, I'll they did. The it. first episodes on YouTube, I saw that one, and uh, sometimes they'll put the entire episodes on like the sneaky parts of YouTube. So as right. I was hunting for it, I found like a bad version of it, and I started to watch it, but then I just 
took it, it it wasn't as fun so i was just like all right i'll just wait yeah for it to get released which makes me sad it's good stuff again invincible i probably need to watch more animated stuff harley quinn and Rick and Morty are just hey, do you three think, of my favorites right now. Do you think that James Gunn took some like motivation from Harley Quinn and put it in the Suicide Squad? Because I felt like the now, violence what? was fairly parallel with the Harley really? Quinn show and Suicide Squad. Yeah. I know that there's similarities with the King Shark in the animated well, Harley yeah. Quinn in the movie. But, I but what, like what else are you alluding to? The style of violence is what I mean. Like They took it to the next level. With both Harley really? and Suicide Squad. At least I thought so. Yeah, the blood and the gore. I didn't really. Casual violence. Well, I yeah, I, I didn't associate it with the animated series, though. I just thought that's typical James Gunn lore, but that's interesting. Interesting that you would think that association there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, over on the CW, the Powerpuff Girls are down one Powerpuff Girl. Chloe Bennett, you might know her from. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, apparently has dropped out. Um, yeah. Oh, their original um, script. That's weird. Um, that got leaked. Really? Yeah. Did you read the Did original? Did you read it? Um, I didn't. It was, was it, oh, was my it, God. Was it was so bad. It was horrible. Really bad. It was, it was bad, really uh, bad. Oh, well, but it's probably uh, sure that Chloe dropped out. But I thought they were re, um, like redoing it, but it was like weird stuff where like, um, yeah. Blossom and Bub- like Bubbles is talking about like her like s- sex life and like uh, it's just like I don't know it's just kind of I I yeah okay well, a little cheap <laughs> a different perspective of the Powerpuff Girls you don't you don't really think about the sex life of the Powerpuff Girls right <laughs> something yeah. it's, 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 innocent, it's, an on <laughs> it's innocent right yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that might, you know, the show was originally in contention during pilot season for a fall air date, but CW made the decision to redevelop and reshoot it. And, um, you know, they wanted to extend Chloe's option as they reworked the pilot, but scheduling conflicts forced her to exit. That so. and a terrible script. <laughs> and it probably was has to do with a terrible script as well. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Jeopardy has a new host and mike richards a lot of people want to see lavar burton um as he was campaigning heavily to be the permanent host he had but my he vote. will be yeah he did i'm have surprised they didn't have like so many people wanted him and then yeah they chose like the exact like they gave it to executive, mike producer. An executive producer who's already yeah. linked to the show it's like why do these uh, guest hosts when you maybe already <laughs> had them in mind? You know, it's just like. Well, and I saw uh, a thing on Twitter. Um, it's like all these people, you know, auditioning um, for like a CEO, and they hire the like um, CEO's nephew or something like. Right. You comparing isn't, it to that? Isn't uh, yes, Mayim Bialik you're giving all these other hosts? hosts a chance? That's right. What's that? Former uh, star. Big Bang has also been tapped to host oh, a series yes. of primetime specials and a spinoff for the show. I mean, she is brilliant in real life. She's yeah, an she's amazing. science. Yeah, Return to acting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. All right. Like, I got to throw some. Like, collection of PhDs. Like, she's yeah. like, super smart. She is. Right. I respect her awesome. for that. I really mm-hmm. do. 
you know education is still very important for you actors out there um i had i i i I dropped this one nick because i know you're a fan but i have some love island news the uk version um so apparently one particular episode (laughs) so he got twenty five thousand complaints on one particular episode of love island Mm -hmm. and there was an episode called casa amor Yep. which featured a movie night challenge where they were supposed to watch footage of each other. And apparently um, there was a character named Faye Winter who con- uh, confronted a character named Teddy Soares in a heated manner, leading to uh, 24,000 complaints about Winter's behavior. Um, I mean, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, reality television is about heroes and villains too you know yeah i mean i'll I'll tell you so this so the the producers of love island are cutthroat man like they you know you're because you're bubbled when you're on love island you don't get any news you don't have your cell phones to call right nothing right and the producers literally will like they'll go days without anything and then they'll have a like a group challenge when like they'll read texts about them or tweets about themselves from fans Right. Who were just saying awful, terrible things about them. Then they have to guess right. who, who it is, you know? So, oh, I mean, it's almost gosh. like tortured, but also, you know, hooking up with real hot people while on camera constantly. But I, I mean, I, I got to imagine being there is the total mind fuck. And <laughs> I could never do reality TV, especially love Island. Oh. Like, Part of me is like, hey, I get to hang out by a pool in a bathing suit with beautiful right. women for a month. Beautiful I women be for a month. But that's the thing. It's like you're not just doing that. You're also being tortured by producers who are trying to get legitimate reactions out of you by literally torturing you mentally. It's crazy. And I'm it's so, so sensitive. I, c- I could not handle it. <laughs> would, would you cry on camera? Oh, my God. I would cry it every day. Like, Aww, I'm so sensitive. <laughs> well, they, they say it's not good for actors to do reality TV if you want to be taken as a serious yeah. actor. So yeah. I like playing. Um, I mean, some have. I don't like some being have trans- <laughs> Some have uh, transitioned properly, like Jamie Chung. She yeah, was Jamie Chung. She's like the, the one. List. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She transitioned very well from reality TV to acting. And the Miz. I remember. In some I remember watching her on her um, uh, Real World. I'm pretty sure I watched yeah, that oh, yeah. too that she I was, was a big in. fan of Jamie's real mm-hmm. world season. Absolutely. Yeah, that season. She's doing really well. Yeah. Well, we know Katie uh, chose um Blake on The Bachelorette. Blake was um a former contestant on a previous season of The Bachelorette that kind of entered um on his own accord, even though uh you know he wasn't one of the beginning bachelors on that, but uh um, so congratulations there. He's, they're now engaged. We'll see how long that lasts. Probably not very long at all. <laughs> <laughs> Over on MTV, the VMA uh, nominees have been announced, um, with Justin Bieber leading the nomination with seven, Megan Thee Stallion with six and Billie Eilish, BTS, Doja Cat, Drake, Givian, uh, with five nominations. Um, and just a couple quick nominees. Video of the year is Cardi B for WAP. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Have you seen that video? Oh, oh yeah. I don't oh know yeah. If you can show that on MTV now, man. It's kind of <laughs> wild. Um, Colin and Drake, pop star, Doja Cat, 
Kiss Me More, Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits, Lil Nas X, Montero, and The Weeknd, Save Your Tears for Video of the Year. Artist of the Year, Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, Justin Bieber, Megan Thee Stallion, Taylor Swift. And Song of the Year, uh, 24K for Mood, Bruno Mars, featuring Anderson Pock and Silk Sonic, Leave the Door Open. BTS Dynamite. Oh, God, I'm sick of that song. <laughs> uh, Cardi B, WAP with Megan Thee Stallion. Dua Lipa, Levitating. That's who my vote's going for song of the year. And Olivia Rodrigo, Driver's License. Great song. But yeah, um, the VMAs will be taking place in uh, September. Uh, on September 12th, that's actually my birthday, uh, on, in New York at the oh, Barclays Center. Cool. So, so did you know uh, Olivia uh, Rodrigo's um, Filipino? What? You didn't, you didn't know I she was Filipino? Yeah. She was Latina. No, nope, she's, she's, Fili- she's half she's, she's half she's, Filipino like me. She's another half she's like she's like a she Vanessa is. Manila and uh and uh, Ali Dash. Yes. Oh my god, yep, that's her crazy. Dad, her dad's Filipino, yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. How so is um she's half Filipino and so is Sawidi and her are also or H E R um and Sawidi, they're also yes. Filipino as well. Props for the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Isa Briones from Star Trek Picard, another famous half Filipina. Well, her father is a is a well known actor. He was in the American Horror Story. Um couple couple uh, episodes of that as well. Um it's good to see the Pinoys and uh, you know, mm-hmm. making waves in entertainment. You know, yeah, Ali yeah. Dash like yourself, making waves. I try to make waves, you know, the little, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so out here in LA, it just seems like, uh, you know, they're taking COVID very seriously. Um, we talked about how, you know, a lot of people are reversing the the mask, um, you know, um, option to now mask mandate yep. and going to certain venues. And in Los Angeles, we still have to wear the mask. And uh, it's the case also in Washington, D.C. I think will be the case for AwesomeCon in D.C. However, Maryland, I don't think they've uh, reversed that just Montgomery, yet. As Montgomery the, County has, has put back in a, man, a, a mask mandate. Did, really? Maryland, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Montgomery mm-hmm. County, see? So, There's yeah, a few places crazy, in Maryland County like, that have. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's coming it's back starting. in Maryland, too. So, yeah, we're. We're going back to where we were, guys. And this is just, uh, I fear. You know, I live in Virginia now. Happen, Virginia's but... not doing anything. <laughs> not yet. But we'll see where, you know, I mean, I do look at the coronavirus cases and it looks seems like it's going up. Yeah. In, uh, in every state that I see, like every state that I visit, for that matter. Um, I'm like, it was a little disturbing to see like that graph going back up again because of the Delta variant. And, uh, oh, man, we got, you know, some people just. Don't want to get vaccinated, but again, learn. Learn. Got to let nature take its course. Right. Exactly. Um, But yeah, over in LA though, um, they voted uh, the Los Angeles City Council thirteen to zero um, that will mandate vaccines. So now, now we're not not mandating masks. We're actually mandating vaccines in indoor public settings. Restaurant, gyms, stores, theaters, concert venues, and stadiums. So it's interesting because you know now you need the vaccine, you know, to uh, to go places, you know, and you know don't be surprised if they're going to require it. But 
what are those people going to do that don't get vaccinated and want to fly somewhere? Well, you might be shit out of luck, guys. So, yeah. I don't know. I did want to wish some well wishes to Christina Applegate. Um, she revealed that she has multiple screws. So, oh, man, um, that is, that's it's such a, tough a very, mm-hmm. very tough disease, and um, it could really it's life threatening, but not, not only that, but you're also later in, in the phases of MS could be confined to a wheelchair. Um, yeah, it's a deteriorating disease, it's terrible. So, I really wish it's very deteriorating, and I really wish Christina Applegate well. I mean, it's just it's not good. It's not good yeah. at all, man. And this is shortly after um, her her double uh, uh, breast removal for for breast cancer. Oh, the, the mastectomy. The double mastectomy, yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah, I really hope she's had a tough. Yeah. It's so sad. And um, yeah, so we're we're coming to the end of BTV, of course, uh, with some RIPs to announce. Some uh, people that sadly. Are no longer with us, guys. <clears throat> um, Marky Post, who was a star in the 80s for uh, for Night Court, had also roles on um, yep. Netflix, The Santa Clarita Diet, The Kids Are All Right on ABC, NBC's Chicago PD. Yeah, she was 70 years old and um, sadly passed away. Um, most, it seems like there's only two, I believe two or three cast members from Night Court that are still with us. Um, as Mac, the actor played Mac, recently passed away. And now, sadly, Mark Kiposa passed away as well. Yeah. Um, Trevor Moore, the comedian actor, producer for the sketch comedy group, The Whitest Kids You Know. Died Friday in an accident at the age of 41. Oh man, really, really sad. Yeah, that's sad. Um, yeah, he had a family. He was married and uh, had a son. We also lost Patricia Hitchcock, the daughter of Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, yeah, she was 93, the only child of Alfred Hitchcock and his wife, Alma Reville. Did they have grandchildren? Al- I mean, did, did she have children? Good question, yeah. Because I'm um, wondering if this, the Hitchcock name will will, uh, will live on. We'll have to yeah. check that one out. There's an estate there Hopefully for so. somebody. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Jeez. Alex Cord, actor, pl- portrayed the character codename Archangel in the military TV drama Airwolf. It passed away. Man, I'll tell you, I I bought the or not, I downloaded the Airwolf theme song on Did my you? phone. That theme song is a fucking banger. If you don't have it on your phone, you should download it and listen to it, okay. and it will just charge up on your drive to work in the morning. It's awesome. So, so it's a little bit before our time. Love you know, for ran, uh, for 84 to 89 in a movie in 84. Have you seen an episode of, of Airwolf? Hell yeah. I used to watch it oh, as a yeah. kid. Okay. I used to watch right. it as a kid. It was on, it was on like, uh, you know when like you stay home from school and you're watching The Price is yeah. Right? It's usually on right. the same channel shortly after the price is right, followed by Magnum PI oh, and Hawaii okay. Five O. Okay. Do you remember Alex Cord, who played the Archangel? Vaguely. Yeah, he was vaguely. Okay. I, did, I mainly away. I remember the also Sunny. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Sunny Wells, an actress and singer, one of the women accused um, who accused Bill Cosby of sexual assault, had passed away at the age of 72. Jane Withers, an actress on the silver screen and television commercials. Um, 
Um, her first major Hollywood role was at eight years old in the Shirley Temple movie Bright Eyes. Um, she passed away in 95, so um, long life. Um, one of the co-founders of Cool in the Gang. Um, legendary um, music um, music and artists. Um, he is Dennis D.T. Thomas. He's the saxophonist of Cool in the Gang. Sally had passed away. So rest in peace. D.T. And in the wrestling world, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Um, known for his run in NWA and WCW. Never really had a WWE run. Um, people said that he was one of the, probably one of the greatest wrestlers that never wrestled for Vince McMahon on WWE. Um, but sadly, um, he suffered a fall, injured his hip, broke multiple, multiple fingers. And after the fall, um, he said the cause of death is unknown after, after, after hospitalization. So, um, certainly very sad. Um, yeah, we will give our well wishes to the family of, of, uh, wrestling legend, Beautiful Bobby Eaton uh, passed away. And uh, wow, can you believe we got through? We, uh, we always end with birthdays, guys. We Wednesday, August 11th. But before I get into the celebrities, happy birthday to my nephew, Calder Lou, who turned six years old. Happy birthday, Calder. Um, oh, happy birthday. When does he turn, I, when is he turn I six? I love coming. He turned it's, six yesterday. My birthday's Aww. on Saturday. Oh, happy early birthday. Oh, this is Saturday. Yeah, man. Oh, and of course, awesome. we also have to wish a happy birthday to BTB's pilot extraordinaire, the one and only Big Nick. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Big Nick. Thank you. My, um, my daughter also had a birthday on Monday. Yay. Yes. Um, Yay, yes. August Happy baby. birthday. She's 12. I have a 12-year-old. Oh, man. Aww. Insane. <laughs> Happy birthday to your, your daughter. Well, it's a big birthday for family here I and know. BTB world. This, this is my last birthday. birthday. I'm not going to be a parent because <laughs> in what three, that? my yes. wife's baby in three months. So this is my last. That's right. Kind of my last hurrah. <laughs> and next year you'll have a little one. Woo. Congratulations. Awesome. And celebrities that are celebrating. I know. Congratulations, Big Nick. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And of course, birthdays for celebrities on Wednesday, August 11th include Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do, brother? Hulk Hogan, 68 today. Mm-hmm. Legendary singer Joe Jackson, 66. Viola Davis of How I Met Your Mother, The Health, and Suicide Squad. Right, guys? Yep. She is 56. She played. The great Amanda Waller, didn't she? She's an excellent. That intensity of, of of the button, like, oh no, push the goddamn button. Oh man, oh, great scene, great moments for her, Amanda Waller. So, yep. and I'm glad she didn't die because I mean she'll be back for another movie. She just got whacked on the side of the head, right? Oh yeah, no, she'll okay. be back. She, we're not done with Amanda. She'll Waller. be back. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joe Rogan from Fear Factor and UFC. And the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yep. He's 54 today. Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad is 53. Okay. Uh, actress Ashley Jensen from Ugly Betty is 53. Um, let's see. Actor Will Friedel from Boy Meets World. I know you love Boy Meets World, Allie. He's been him awesome con. Nice dude. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He's 45 today. Actor Will Friedel. Awesome. 
Uh, ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie is 45. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Thor. So that's a good list. Happy birthday, Chris Hemsworth. Thor himself. 38. 38. Yeah. And Allison Stoner uh, is 28 today. That's birthdays today, guys. Wow. This is a great uh, expedited BTB out west. Um, Expedited because, you know what? I did our celebrity guest pre-recorded on Monday after I watched her amazing play, Pool Boy on Mulholland. Make sure you check it out from the Los Angeles Theater. You know, this is this is kind of where we're going. You know, with the COVID pandemic, have more, more outdoor events. Why not theater? Um, so Laura talks about that. She talks about working with Angelina Jolie um, in the movie Those Who Wish Me Dead, um, and uh, a lot more. And it was great to have Laura back. And of course, Allie, she'll be back for uh, the final season of um, This Is Us as Marilyn That's Pearson. Awesome. So more more flashback scenes than. You know what's great about This Is Us, though, is like we already know that Jack died, mm-hmm. but they still keep bringing him back, you know, because they're going back to different uh, <laughs> you know, time the periods. Different you know, where... Flashbacks and the flash forwards, and yeah, it's cool getting to see. Yeah. Although Laura couldn't really talk about what to expect in season six, but it was great to talk to her again. So. This exclusive interview <laughs> coming out um, right after. The classic cut, and I thought a fitting classic cut would be um, the song California from the TV show The O.C. Oh, one of my favorites. Um, which, it's a great song. Oh, wait, one of your favorite shows? Yes. Is The O.C.? Yes. Really? Yeah, that was so actually good. one of my favorites, too. I yeah. remember like watching it when it first came out. Like I was obsessed. California, California. That's where I am, guys. Broadcasting VTB. This is Phantom Planet, California, followed by interview with Laura Nimi uh, from This Is Us, and of course, in a great play that you got to check called Pool Boy. It was an amazing show from top to bottom. I'd like to thank, of course, our panel, starting with the one and only, the adorable one, Ali Dash. Thank you again. Uh, landing the plane is the one and only Big Nick, the captain. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying Air BTB. This is your captain speaking. Uh, thank you for flying Air BTB. Uh, please stay in your seat with your seatbelt fastened until the plane has come to a complete stop. <laughs> nice. I don't know, Celebrity Soto, guys. So, um, uh, yeah, so here's the exclusive interview, and um, we will see you guys next week. Incredible show for top to bottom, and we'll see you soon. Well, hustles, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton. Driving down the 101, California, here we come. Right back where we started from, California. All right, guys, special interview time here on Below the Belt Show with actress extraordinaire Laura Nimi. Um, you might know her from This Is Us as Marilyn P- Pearson. You might know her 
as Maggie and, and recently in Those Who Wish Me Dead, but she's got this great, unique, spectacular, awesome play that you, you got to check out, if, especially if you're in the Los Angeles area called Pool Boy. Um, Laura, good to have you back on Below the Bell Show. This is the second time. Good morning. Nice to be back. What's up, Al? How are yeah, you? Yeah, good to see you and meet you in person. Yesterday. Just, Wasn't that fun? It it was fun, and I, I feel like I've never seen anything like that before. I mean, I'm so used to the theater, right? Uh, but Pool Boy is a location play that's literally on um, a house in the Mul- Mulholland Hills of, of uh, the Hollywood Hills, and um, I mean, right at, right on poolside uh, where the pool is located, and hence the title is Pool Boy. Um, I think this is really unique. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on these new look? Like, I don't know if this is a new thing, maybe because of COVID, or is this something that's been around for a while? But these location well, plays. Yeah, site-specific plays have been going on for a while. I mean, they've been they really uh, forever. And um, I think in New York, they were doing some. I don't know about ten years ago. It, got, it, it was it was having this big resurgence of you know, different homes they were going into and they were uh, using different locations, churches, whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line is we're still in the middle of this pandemic and we needed to, and this is what I love about my community is we pivot, you know, we figure out a way to keep the arts alive. It's in our blood. It's what we do. And so, um, Hence, Pool Boy, you know, this site-specific, COVID-friendly outdoor event that um, is just a way to still connect, still support the arts, still, you know, get to be entertained and see the arts and um, be safe, you know? And, and yeah. it's, just, it's such a um, – it's and, my and first time doing a site-specific piece. Oh, so okay, it, cool. it, there was a learning curve for me, too. It's like kind of like planning a wedding. You know what I mean? Like where you have to, you you got the location, but you have to bring everything in. And so um, it's amazing how people just kind of rallied together to support this endeavor and to keep the arts alive. It's been really beautiful to, to witness. Beautiful witness that not only is it COVID safe and, and friendly, it's, it's just in Los Angeles, beautiful weather, breathtaking views. And just to see um, art uh, in, in front of me in this beautiful um, house in Mulholland, uh, and then just looking over, you see this amazing view of Los Angeles. It's just, it's really breathtaking. Very, very I cool. Know. I think it's and, very clever. And cocktail, cocktail in tow. You know what I mean? It's yes. like the pool boy wines, you know, came out full tail boogie and supported us. And so yes. it's, just, it's just a beautiful, lovely evening, which is was my intention in producing this piece. Just something that just kind of where you can, you know, exhale for a minute and not, uh, not have what's going on in the world in this pandemic be so much in your peripheral, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I was wondering about how, um, the writing went about. It's uh, written by Wendy Hopkins, who's from second city alum, um, who's a second city alum. Um, Wondering if you saw the location first and wrote about it, or did Wendy have in mind um, that it wanted she wanted this play to be site specific at a pool? I was wondering which was, way that went. 
Yeah, it was always a site-specific piece that she wrote okay. during this pandemic. You know, okay, she cool. wrote this during you know the past year, and um, obviously, you know the you, you know the subject matter, <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, you know, I it I read it and I immediately wanted to bring it to a location because she was going to do it poolside at friends' homes and whatnot. Right. Um, and I wanted to um, really I'm a third generation Angelino. And so I love this city and I think this city is just yes. so beautiful and uh, California as well. It's just such a beautiful state. And so it's, yes. I wanted to have s- some kind of backdrop of the city uh, because I feel like it's a character in the piece. You know, it really is. And so I I felt like, OK, I was looking at different locations Okay. Um, where I wanted to have like a panorama view, you know, and, and be able to feel like you're part of the city, you know, and um, we settled upon Mulholland because, okay. you know, it's so iconically L.A. And it's also yes. it's it's one of those it Mulholland is kind of got this and why David uh, uh, David Lynch, uh, you know, uh, has been intrigued by it. It's, yes. It's it's got a mystery to it that's almost a little bit of the underbelly of LA. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's uh you know, it's had scandal, it's had you know, there's been uh people who have gotten in car crashes, right? I think James Dean was James Dean, I think um I think that's, yeah, yeah, I think that's how he died. Yeah. Just, I things, different scandals that feel so kind of you know, uh, mysterious and intrigue. Yeah. And so it lends itself to drama, right? And comedy uh, in a way, because, you know, I think David Lynch is quirky and weird and right. fun sometimes, right? So um, a lot of their inspiration from that. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about the play itself. You play Glenn, which is a, a name you gave yourself because your, actual, your character's actual birth name is not... Uh, Hollywood enough or catchy enough as an actress, I guess. Is that what you call yourself, Glenn? Well, just to be clear, this is written by the extraordinarily talented Wendy Hopkins, who is such an incredible, incredible writer. Um, So it's just every every line in this play is just is so juicy and so filled and so Mm -hmm. wonderful. So as an actor, it was like, oh, my God, this is this is just so alive and truthful and honest and weird and wonderful you know we all got kind of mm-hmm. weird in this pandemic and i just felt yeah. like it really resonated <laughs> with me right oh my god yes um, absolutely so uh so yeah my character's name is glenn and uh it's a very much as you saw very much a hollywood story um and uh you know the extraordinary pat town who plays uh who plays bill has just so so wonderfully quirky and odd and i just love him i love him in this role i love this he does a lot of musical theater and a lot of broad stuff and in this role he's just isn't he wonderful he's just so wonderful in this role so both of you were perfect it's fun right the the, the onstage chemistry or on um, pool deck chemistry was <laughs> so fantastic. Um, oh, thank you. Well, well, let's talk about. So you're also the producer, so um, of this play. So obviously, uh, how how did Pat uh, come into play uh, as as playing Bill? Luckily enough, the playwright Wendy had Pat in mind when she wrote this piece. Okay. So 
the play came with Pat. Pat came with the play, and we are the better for it. So mm -hmm. that was kind of a, a a decision that was in from the from inception. So yeah. And uh, of course, uh, you're the sole actors. Both you and um, Pat are the sole actors in this play. And um, yeah, those two two person plays. I mean, it's really um, dependent on uh, captivating dialogue and interaction. And, and you guys just did it so fantastic. I mean, just amazing. And I know with those on site plays, you have to project a little better for the audience, yeah. right? Do you find yourself having to, you know, project or try to speak up a little bit in that setting? Yeah, I mean, we're both theater actors, so yeah. I mean, there were a couple performances during this run where helicopters were going over or yeah. the next door started cranking some tunes. And right. it was like, okay, this is how this is. Hey, it's theater. It's alive. It's happening right now. So we would have to kind of, you know, vocally go on top of that. Uh, but it's been, um, yeah, it's been, it's you know it's been wonderful you know and as as you see it's also very intimate so sometimes yes. on yesterday's show was very intimate so it was really it quite like a pool party i was just hanging out at a pool party and yeah. watching two people talk to each other i love that so the storyline itself is very interesting um and I think a lot of actors can relate to the play because Glenn is um, an actress, an expiring actress, mm -hmm. and, you know, talking about the struggles. And it, it's current to the pandemic, which is very contemporary. Um, and uh, some funny things, uh, like, you know, like, uh, oh, I had to accept this non-union uh, commercial and things like that. It's, it's really funny. Um, I was wondering, did Wendy have any um, personal experiences when writing this uh, as, as a playwright or as an actor? Yeah, I mean, Wendy is an actor as well. Uh, yeah. you know, she's a comedic actress and uh, she's worked a lot. She's a Canadian, uh, a Canadian born actor that was in a lot of sketch comedy groups and comedy groups. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's no secret, <laughs> at least in L.A., you know, mm -hmm. even even if you're not an actor, you know, you're probably friends with an actor so that yes. you know a little bit of the plight of an actor. Yes. Now, would this work in Missouri? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, I think it's I think that the topics of isolation and connection and loneliness and, you know, finding love later in life and you know divorce and all these different topics, I think, are universal. Right. But yes. I do think some of the. Uh, some of the content in it, uh, you know, uh, about Hollywood and about being an actor would probably be missed, you know, in the Midwest. But in right. L.A., I think you understand. It's like the non-union thing has been on the table for a long time. It's <laughs> right. kind of going on in our industry. And it's interestingly it enough, it's the SAG election uh, year this year for yes. new president. And so... <clears throat> A lot of those topics are coming up again, you yeah. know. Are you Team Dresh or Team Modine? You know, right now, um, I'm really I'm gathering information because I've always been um, uh, united for strength, and you know, I'm just I'm really gathering information because Good. it's such a precarious time for actors in this industry. You know, it really, really is, and I really fear for. Um, <clears throat> the younger actors coming up, you know, I really fear for them because 
you know, look, I'm a veteran actor, uh, so right. to speak. And, you know, I, I have my pension and, um, but, you know, there's some real, real issues that I, I have concern about for, for the youngins coming up in the business who want to yeah. do this as the long game, not just as a, you know, hey, I'll do this for a couple of years, Side but as a long game, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> as a working actor, of course. Right? <laughs> yeah, so that is the goal for everyone, for sure. For sure. Um, just just a little bit more about the play. It's just, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just so funny and poignant and just, uh, um, again, a breath of fresh air, literally and figuratively, because we're in the, the house in the hills and it's beautiful out there. But uh, right, um, yeah. uh, a very cool, a funny comedic aspects. And I don't know if because I have a very loud laugh, I was kind of laughing out loud at this play. <laughs> Some really, really funny moments. And uh yeah, Glenn really puts it out there. Uh, she really wants a piece of you know, bill, doesn't she? It's yeah. interesting because <laughs> as an actor, yeah. you know, obviously in the funny moments, you want to be able to have people laugh at it, right? Right. But during these, this, these performances, and I know this to be true for myself, there have been times where, you know, like it's, it's just you could hear a pin drop for the entire play. And you think, Oh my God, are these people with us? Do they even, Oh my God, this yeah. must be a really bad run of the, of the, of the play. And nobody's laughing. I don't know. And, and I know for myself that when I'm really intrigued by when I'm really there with these characters, mm-hmm. I am, I'm like hanging on by a thread and I'm like quiet as a mouse and I have a cackle. So, you know, it's not to be missed when I laugh. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it stopped weddings. And so, you know, it's like, it's like, I just want to listen to every little thing that's happening. I think it's a real testament to the writing of this piece. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just so fun when we can have people, uh, you know, we're so close in proximity in a way. I mean, obviously we're very well social distanced, but, um, it's so intimate that we can hear people chuckling a little and, and, you know, resonating with the piece and yeah just it's it's so much fun and of course this character playing glenn has saved my saved my life this year because you know last year i mean look these past two years have been you know very traumatic very traumatic times for a lot of people and um absolutely absolutely and and so what a breath of fresh air what a breath of fresh air it's been playing this character, you know, who's truly like myself, mm-hmm. um, very optimistic and very yeah. hopeful, you know, but also a little weird, a little weird. <laughs> Do you see a little bit of yourself in Glenn? Or? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very, very much. This is probably the, the, the closest to me. Uh, of a character that yeah. I've ever played. So it's really, <laughs> I feel like it's handwritten. And so, yeah. <laughs> Wendy Hopkins and I are kin in our brains. The way we work. <laughs> That's I great. And also the play involved uh, another central uh, plot focus in, in a dog. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I won't go to the spoiler territory, but the dog is a, a, yeah, a big part the of the play. The dog is a huge part of this um, play. Um, I guess without giving anything away, what was the dog when we did see you know, the dog? <laughs> it's interesting because we had a lot. We had. I know that I'm so glad you're bringing this up because yeah. we had a lot of conversations about the dog, the director, yeah. and the uh, the set designer, 
mm-hmm. and myself and the stage manager, we all kind of like, you know, how are we going to do this with the dog? Right. Right. And um, I think it's a really creative way that uh, we've handled it. And, um, you know, cause you got to keep in mind, this is someone's house that we're, we're, you know, we're doing this play at, you know, this isn't our right. house. This is somebody else's house. We have to be respectful. So doing Correct. a huge set where we're, you know, all these huge, you know, enormous things that we're, we'd be doing. Um, we have to break this down every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to break this down every night and, and put it back up and it's also somebody's home. So we have a timeline that we have to adjust to, you know, we have a hard out so to speak. So we had to kind of make sure that we were doing it in a unique creative uh, way that, uh, we could, that could, we could maneuver through it quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't going to mess everything up and do everything. Yeah. You have to see the play to understand what I'm speaking of, but, uh, totally, yeah, totally. So, uh, but it's, you know, I think we, I think we did okay with that. Yeah. You know? It seemed, seemed like a well old machine, you know, the way you kind of had everything set up and, and props are very important because you have to have the yeah. props and especially with your type of play. Right. Because with the stage, you know, you know, you, you have all these extra hands and you have the curtain to close, but here right. you kind of have to have the pop props in the right spot. And it, it was evident right. when I was watching it. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, well, we can um, see more about Pool Boy. You can um, check it out on, on Lost Angels um, Theater Company's website. And there's a yeah, link. Yeah, I, I, uh, I made it kind of easy for people, so um, yeah, they can go to poolboyonmulholland.com. Ah, and even better. Be directed to uh, our our website, poolboyonmulholland.com. And right. that's what we only have two more weekends left. I can't believe it. It's so, awesome. it's so sad that we're going to be waving goodbye uh-huh. to this, but what a beautiful, um, what a beautiful thing to be doing this summer. Uh, just, yes. I'm so excited to see people out and about Yes. and, and just and be it's very to, safe. Yeah. I mean, this is the, something, you, I mean, come on, get out of the house, people come see so, some art, you know, it's so, it's so <laughs> great. And and social yeah. bands who have supported us with their, yeah. you know, if you feel comfortable, you know, wearing whatever color you feel comfortable in social distancing, you know what I mean? Right. Um, they've really they've really come to bat. I love how they've maneuvered through this pandemic. So you know. Awesome. Poolboyonmulholland.com is the website to go for tickets. And I want to uh, talk about some other awesome things going on. Of course, this is us. Lara, uh, six seasons coming up, which will be the final season. Final season. And then for the 2021 Emmys, um, wow, uh, four nominations, Outstanding Drama Series, Sterling K. Brown for Outstanding Lead, Chris Sullivan for Outstanding Supporting Actor, and Felicia Rashad for Outstanding Guest Actress. So, mm-hmm. wow, that is fantastic. I mean, fantastic. I, every season, This Is Us gets uh, uh, Emmy, Emmy nominations or some kind of... Uh, yeah, a buzz. And yeah. that's how great the show is. It what really can we expect? Is. Yeah, what can we expect in season six for, for especially for Marilyn Pearson, your character? You know, I don't know. We don't yeah. we, we don't get privy to that as actors, especially on a show that has such a fan following. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh we don't know. I just you know, and I I wouldn't be able to divulge anything anyway, even if I did. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. But, you know, I do think, I, I know this to be true. The writers and Dan Fogelman and Ken Olin and just the entire cast, there's so, it's been, it, 
they are so um, conscious of the fact that this is a fan show. This is for them. And, but also I, I can't imagine them leaving, uh, leaving something undone. Do you know what I mean? So yes. I, I ha things are going to be pulled together, but there's always going to be, I mean, we, I've talked about this a lot with other people that there's always yeah. going to be, you know, somebody who's like, ah, why don't we, why don't we know that end of the story or why don't we, right. you know, it, there's always going to be some disappointment, but I really, I feel like they do such an incredible job and have done with all the characters giving Absolutely. equal time and just giving, you know, just dealing with topics that are, you know, really hot topics right now, you know? So I, I yeah. And I one of the I, shows that brings up the pandemic, because a lot of TV shows and films like to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. I know. And bring I know. us into this escapism. They're but... always there. I mean, that's, it's been from, from the gate. They've always mm -hmm. dealt with things that are topical, um, you know, that nobody wants to really be, you know, dealing with right now, but that are what's happening in the world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Love that. Co Feel very COVID, proud. COVID nineteen show. exists in the This Is Us world. It does. I it does. Yeah. In the world. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, do you feel that season six is a proper um, season to end, or do you feel like the show could go on a little more? I think that was always his his intention to just to do six seasons. Nice. I kind of dig. I kind of dig that about him. I kind of dig. Yeah. You know, it's 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 it's. It's better to leave on a high note, I always think. So, you know, I, I yeah, I mean, am I bummed? Would I love to be able to, you know, be on the show for many more years, you know, even as a peripheral character recurring? Sure, I would love that. But I, yeah. I do think if I was producing this, yeah, it's always it's always good to end on a high note. And, uh, you know, I think six seasons is, you know, everybody's going to be waiting for this last season. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully uh, everything will be wrapped up, no loose ends, and uh, everyone right? will be satisfied. Yeah. Very cool. And two um, recent movies you did, uh, let's start with the one that was a little way um, last year, was the, the Last Thing He Wanted, where you played Olivia with Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck, Rosie Perez, Willem Dafoe, and yourself. Um, talk a little bit about your character and that experience. You know, it's interesting. I shot that uh, two weeks in Puerto Rico and in Florida, and yeah. a lot of that, a lot of the stuff that I did did not make the film. However, mm. this is a very interesting topic for what's happening with a lot of actors. You know, they kind of mm. suffer from that shame game of, oh, all my scenes didn't make it. You know, I've just that you happened know, sadly. Talented, or I must not be this and everything. And that's not the case. That's it. That I can't say it's not. It, ever the case of, of course sometimes maybe it is but 95 percent of the time it has to do with you know the filmmakers overshoot as they should you know getting as much as they can so that in the editing room right. they can tell they can tell the story and so um yeah it's it was a wonderful experience i was very excited to work with d reese um who i think is an amazing director i i don't think this film um got enough, uh, it was always set up to, uh, for, you know, a Joan Didion novel. It, 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 mm -hmm. You know, the bar is so high. So, um, but um, yeah, I'm just really proud of, uh, of the way that I've been able to work with some of these filmmakers like Dee Reese, like Taylor Sheridan. You know, these are filmmakers right now that I think are doing some wonderful things, yes. very different filmmakers. 
you know, Taylor is just an incredible, he's an actor's director because he was an actor, a wonderful actor, and he still is. Um, so getting to work with these different directors, uh, you know, at the top of their game is like an actor's dream. You know, it's an actor's dream. So yeah. very fortunate. And, and, and I mean, another amazing film just like that is Those Who Wish Me Dead, where yep. you uh, play Maggie and you're um, working with Angelina Jolie, John Bernthal, Aidan Gillen, Nicholas Holt. Um, love Who the movie. May I say, Angelina Jolie, the coolest. Awesome. How, how did you like working with Angie? She's the coolest. I think she's the coolest. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm Aww. a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, it's so funny. You work with some of these A-listers and you're like, ooh. I know. It's going to be like. And it's been my experience so far that what what I really loved about working with her is, you know, you it's at that level, you have an entourage, you know, you have people you have to, you have to have people protecting you because, you know, there's a lot of people who want something from you. Right. Right. But she is also, um, you know, when you're her scene partner, there's, there's none of that. You don't see any people in the, you know, you're, you're just two actors. And um, that's not always the case with, you know, but she was just lovely and down to earth. So in between yeah. takes, you're you're going over the crafty together. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, uh, no, she's what, very, she's yeah. very down to earth, and I just, uh, I just think she's a cool chick. So sure. rad that you got to work on that. It's such a great yeah. thing. I, I saw it and I uh, thought you were fantastic in it. Um, of course, that was on HBO Max, um, which I guess initially was supposed to have a theater run, uh, which it did, but because of the pandemic, they did that. What are your thoughts on the the dropping it on streaming? as well as the theaters. Um, and I, cause I know some actors have a problem with it, like Scarlett Johansson with, with Black Widow, but uh, I mean, we're in, you know, unprecedented times where this kind of has to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on it. First of all, this was Scarlett Johansson thing. I have my own set of thoughts on, which, you know, <laughs> but the, the, the HBO, I mean, the, the streaming versus movie theaters, I mean, you know, it breaks my heart, you know, it breaks my heart, you know, the yeah. Cinerama Dome is now gone. You know, the, yeah. the arc lights are, you know, it breaks my heart. These are filmmakers that have spent years, sometimes, a, a, you know, decades on mm-hmm. prepping for a film um, mm-hmm. to be seen, um, you know, on a big screen like that. Not right. a big screen TV, but on a huge, in a huge theater with other people experiencing something together. It's kind of like theater, right? It's the same right. kind of thing. And so, it's, it, you know, it breaks my heart right now, but this is what's happening. This is, we're, again, yes. we're in the middle of a pandemic. My husband's always saying, stop saying that. Stop saying, but we are, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'd like to say the tail end of it, we but are, personally, but we're, well, <laughs> I don't yes, know. We'll see. No, we'll see, but, right? <laughs> you know, we're still in it is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're still yeah. in it. Yeah. And so, um, and so, you know, it's, you know, you still want to get these 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 pieces of art to people so that they can be so they can have levity in their life right now. You know, the moms and dads who don't want to go out because they have little kids and whatnot. They still they still need to be entertained and have, you know, and have levity in their life through exactly. the beauty of films. And so it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. I'm just you know, we've we've seen movies. We've been supporting the movie theater, so we have actually gone to the movies during this Good. time. And so, um, but it's you know, it breaks my heart because it's usually you know not 
you know, it's not sold out or anything. It's not, uh, there's not a lot of people there. So Absolutely. hopefully it'll, uh, you know, people have to get back to the movie theaters. So I know. They're just going to have screen? to. Come on, guys. I see a movie like it. Those Who Wish Me Dead on the big screen. I mean. Right? You right? Know? just have to see that kind of film on there so well laura this is wonderful wow thank you so much for t- for talking to me here on below the belt show of course again uh pool boy on mulholland um only two Dot more com. weekends yeah. two more weekends left to yeah. cats pool boy an amazing quirky unique funny um play that you can check out support the los angeles theater um, Laura, before we go, if you could let us know who you are um, throughout your accolades, pool boy, and you're on Below the Belt. Uh, I am at Laura Nimi on Instagram. So you can you can, you can can follow me there. Is that what you mean? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, well, you can say, hi, I'm Laura Nimi. Um, you can, oh. you might know me from, you know, This Is Us or the, the, Those of Us Who Dead. Or you can also check out Pool Boy if you're in Los Angeles and you're on Below the Belt show. Something like that. <laughs> hey! I'm Laura Neamey. I play Marilyn Pearson on This Is Us. And I am on Below the Belt with Al. Al, you're the best. How about a plug for Pool Boy? Pool Boy. Everybody come out and see Pool Boy. Pool Boy on Mulholland.com. We only have two more weekends left. And it's a socially distanced, COVID-friendly, outdoor, beautiful, uh, under the stars of... uh, on Mulholland Drive, it's just a wonderful evening. Come out and, and, and we'll see a poolside. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura. Let's take a snapshot. One, two, and three. That turned out good. Okay, great. Laura, thanks so much. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Al. It was so great to see you yesterday. Great to talk. Yeah, great to see you in person, meet you in person. Wonderful play. Okay. Best of luck for the last two weekends. You too. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, dude, bye.